friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. And happy Friday. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the May 13th edition of the sunny side of sports. I'm looking forward to my first trip to Rwanda next week for special coverage of the Men's Basketball Africa League, or BAL. Voice of America! The Voice of America is a broadcasting partner of the BAL, which will stage its playoffs at the Kigali Arena. Eight teams, including defending champion Zamalek of Egypt, will compete for continental supremacy between May 21st and May 28th. In a quarterfinal game on May 22nd, 2021 BAL finalist U.S. Monastir of Tunisia will take on the Cape Town Tigers from South Africa. Tigers captain Peter Prinsloo says his team has a lot of confidence going into the game. We're coming into this, you know, with all expectations to walk out of the W. Um, we understand that with the talent that we have on this team, if we put it together properly for 40 minutes, we're, you know, it's going to be hard for any team to beat us. We understand what Monastir, you know, the team has a history. I played in Tunisia for a tiny bit in 2016, so I saw the level of competition out there. Um, and no, obviously they've been around for a while. They play together a very, you know, good system similar to, you know, your European basketball where everybody can play. They get the ball to their bigs. Um, so we understand that this is a disciplined team and that we have to, you know, play good basketball. We can't come in there making, you know, stupid mistakes and, you know, forcing things if, because that way, that, against teams like that, you get hurt. Um, you know, they move the ball well. They play team defense. They rebound as a unit. You know, they make smart plays. They don't do try and do too much. And that's, you know, a reason why they've been so successful in Africa and within Tunisia in the last, you know, I don't know how many. I know the club's been around for quite some time. So we understand that it's going to be a tough matchup, but that now we really have to focus on the things that we did bad in Egypt. We've seen, you know, where we're weak and where we're good and just, you know, lock in and try and key in that we can put 40 minutes of basketball like that together. I'm VOA's Sonny Young. We're talking with Peter Prinsloo, the captain of the Cape Town Tigers basketball team. The Tigers recently completed uh, their Nile Conference campaign, and they have qualified for the Basketball Africa League playoffs in Kigali, Rwanda. Peter, looking ahead to Kigali, have you played in the Rwandan capital before? No, that is one place I haven't been yet, so, you know, it's going to be good. I've heard about how amazing the facility is, but, you know, it's going to be a first for me as well. Getting back to the Tigers, they have an American ownership group. Are they supportive of the club and this inaugural Basketball Africa League campaign? Oh, yeah, no. I mean, uh, we have very, you know, hands-on owners. We all know who they are. Um, You know, so it's an ownership group out of the United States, you know, two men and two women. Um, And it's really, you know, their vision is to grow this, you know, sport here in South Africa. They've seen... For them, they, they understand what basketball South Africa could be. And they really want to, you know, grow a community here where people are, you know, following the sport. Now young kids are starting to, you know, 
they've got a juniors team and a women's team and everything else. So the you know our owners are highly supportive and highly invested into the sport here. Uh, you know, especially because they understand what you know platforms Africa can bring. Maybe potentially being a hub for one of the you know windows of BAL every year. So. No, our owners are, are great in that aspect. Uh, you know, they make sure that they bring in the right talent uh, for what we need to do to play our style of basketball. And you know, at this point, I don't think anybody can, you know, even remotely not say how amazing a job they've done with Cape Town Tigers for a club that was just formed two years ago to be playing the BAL already. It's it's incredible. Peter Prinsloo is the captain of the Cape Town Tigers basketball team. Peter has been uh, speaking with us from Cape Town, South Africa. And, Peter, thank you for joining us here on The Voice of America. Thank you very much for having me tonight. Appreciate it. The Basketball Africa League is back. Voice of America joins forces with Africa's Premier Men's Basketball League to bring you the second season of the BAL. 38 games. 12 teams leaving it all on the court in Senegal, Egypt, and Rwanda to determine the 2022 season champion. Tune in to VOA 24-7, FMs, and to our radio and TV affiliates for some action. Pre-game, play-by-play, post-game, daily highlights, delivered by our finest commentators. Basketball Africa League 2022 on Voice of America. May the best team win. Basketball Africa League 2022 is a partnership between the International Basketball Federation, FIBA, and the National Basketball Association, the NBA. In NBA playoff action Thursday night, the Dallas Mavericks cruise past the Phoenix Suns 113-86 to to even their best-of-seven series at three games each. And the Miami Heat eliminated the Philadelphia 76ers 99-90. to Miami won the second round series four games to two. The AP's Dave Ferry reports. The Heat are in the Eastern Conference Finals for the second time in three years following a 99-90 comeback win over the 76ers. Jimmy Butler pumped in 32 points for Miami. Butler scored 14 points on six of nine shooting in the third quarter when the Heat went on a 16-2 run to take control. With the squad like Philly, all the talent that they have, um, Joel, my guy, my brother, um, who I'd pick for MVP. Um, feels good to beat him. Max Struess had 20 points and 11 rebounds to help the Heat overcome 7 for 28 shooting from three-point range. Sixers center Joel Embiid shot just 7 of 24 and scoring 20 points. The goal was uh, to win a championship, and it didn't happen. Um, doesn't matter if you know we would have lost in the first round, second round, or conference finals or finals. Um, you know that goal just didn't happen. James Harden delivered all 11 of his points by halftime and finished with four turnovers and just four baskets. We try to build a championship contender team so fast, um, which I still think we are. We just, you know, missing a few pieces. But uh, other than that, man, we just try to we try to go for it right away. And uh, we just came up a little short. 
um, says and stop. We still got to put work in and continue to keep going. Luka Doncic delivered 33 points as the Mavs clobbered the Suns 113-86. Doncic played through an apparent left leg injury that sent him to the locker room in the second quarter. When he returned to the court, Dallas went on a decisive 19-5 run to finish the first half, turning a two-point lead into a 60-45 advantage. I think just play with pace. I think we play great. Uh, I think we miss some, especially me, I miss some layups too. Uh, but I think no turnovers and attack the pain is the key to the games. And that's what we did today. Reggie Bullock scored 19 points and Jalen Brunson added 18 for Dallas. Devin Booker scored 19 points for the Suns, but was shut out from three-point range while going 6 of 17 overall from the field. Ball's getting stolen. You know, probably a lot of those opportunities would have been threes. Um, but if they're getting steals and I think they scored 26, 29 points off of those steals, um, it's hard to get shots up. I think they got... I guess one more shot than us total, but you know we got to take care of the ball better. Game seven is Saturday. I'm Dave Ferry. Olympic medalist, five-time African champion in the sprint event. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Hi, this is Larry London, the host of VOA's Border Crossings, where we feature music and interviews along with your favorite artists from around the world. Tune in and interact live with us here in Washington, D.C. Hello, Shirin. Hello, Larry. How are you? Good. How are you tonight? Border Crossings comes to you Monday through Friday at 1500 UTC GMT. Thanks, Larry. That's Larry London, a man who's always ready to cross musical borders. I encourage our sunny side of sports listeners to follow me on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. Once again, that address, facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Once again, my Twitter handle at VOA Sunny Sports. Samson O'Malley joins us once again with a spicy package of African sports highlights. Sporty Friday greetings, Samson. Sporty Friday greetings to you, Sunny. We begin the wrap of African sports highlights, previewing the weekend sports action with a look at the second leg of the semi-final of Africa's elite club competition, the Confederation of African Football Champions League. Defending champions Al-Hakli of Egypt and Wada Club Athletic of Morocco carry the advantage heading into the second leg fixtures of their CAF Champions League semi-finals this weekend. Wydad lead Petro 3-1 from the first leg played in Luanda last weekend, while Al-Hakli have a massive 4-0 advantage over Algeria's ES Sativ heading into the second leg in Algiers on Saturday. Ubum Ferdinand is the head of sport at GFM Joss Nigeria. He told the sunny side of sport that Al-Hakli and Wydad Club are most likely to play the finals of this year's competition. It's it's no tea or picnic party for you to get to this stage of the competition. 
I think he must have worked hard and he must, he must have ended. You know, but looking at the first legs, the way uh, the results you know, uh, turned out to be, I think it's going to be Al Aldi versus Roger Casablanca in the final. And looking at the history of the competition and looking at the pedigree of both teams, I think it's just, it's just good for the two teams to be in the final. Staying with the Champions League, the Egyptian Football Association on Thursday said it has placed a request to host the final of the African Champions League, which was handed to Morocco by the Confederation of African Football earlier this week. The problem arose when CAF decided to give Morocco the honor of hosting the final for the second year in a row. After Senegal withdrew its request, the stakes over who will host the final are all the more higher for Egypt after the first leg semi-final of the tournament, which indicates that the final will be between between Egypt's Al Hockley and Morocco's Wadad Athletic. Once again, Obum Fednam weighs in on the venue's controversy ahead of the CAF Champions League final. Uh, the Egyptians were complaining because they knew, they had, they had a hint, even before CAF made the announcement that it's going to be held in Morocco. You know, CAF came out with a statement, I think a couple of days ago, that just because uh, there were no bidders and only two teams, only two countries bidded, and Senegal had to pull out. That was why they had to... Uh, choose Morocco. This is wrong. Yes, CAF could have looked for a place, discuss with the federation, and sponsor the final. It's because they don't want to sponsor the final. That's why we're having all these issues. They don't want to sponsor the final. They always want a situation where you have federation spending money for them. I don't just understand. I felt Patrice Mosepe's reign as CAF president would be different, but I'm not, I've not seen anything different. Al-Hali has every right to protest. As a matter of fact, they shouldn't play that final. Staying with football news, South African Football Association has been accused of buying votes ahead of its elections at the end of next month. The Democratic Alliance, one of the main opposition parties in South Africa, lambasted the South African Football Association SAFA's decision to award its national executive members over $1.3 million as honorary the association reportedly gave each of the 40 neck members $15,000 last week for what it called professional services, despite struggling to meet its own financial obligations. The Democratic Alliance Member of Parliament, Sepo Winston Holongo, has questioned the timing of awarding the bonuses. It comes just ahead of the association's presidential elections at the end of next month. We want administrators that will put South Africa first not self-centered administrators. No, 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 to selfishness and self-interest. And now to Ghana, where Shooting Stars Football Club, a professional Ghanaian football club, will partner with German football giants Borussia Dortmund to play its select African Legends team at the Accra Sports Stadium. The game, which will come up on the 11th of June, will have Ghana's football legend Abedi Pele Ayu in action. Austin J.J. Culture from Nigeria will join Ghanaian former football stars on the tour by Borussia Dortmund to Ghana. Asamoah Gyan, former Ghana Blackstars captain, and Charles Kwabla Akuno, who is a former Ghanaian international footballer and one-time manager of the Ghana football national team, the Black Stars, both shared their thoughts on the tour, which is Borussia Dortmund's way of increasing its African presence. There are a lot of um, legends coming up. You know, they are coming to Ghana to grace the occasion. And... Um, me being one of the um, African players to be part of this event, you know, um, I feel honored, I feel lucky to be part of this event. I can't wait. I can't wait for 11th of June. I played in Germany for a long time and so I, I love the spirit of the Germans and how they do their thing. So the fact that they've taken this initiative is something uh, very, very good.
And now to basketball news. The federal government of Nigeria on Thursday announced the withdrawal of Nigeria from all international basketball competitions for a period of two years. President Muhammadu Buhari approved Nigeria's withdrawal from the competition. Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Youth and Sports Development, Ismail Abubakar, said a committee will be set up to oversee basketball leagues in the country. President Muhammadu Buhari has approved the withdrawal of Nigeria from all international basketball competitions for a period of two years. Immediate effect is in order to concentrate efforts by government towards revamping the sport from the grassroots as well as domestic leagues, which have become moribund. And now to athletics. Namibian sprinter Christine Umboma is a doubt for the African Athletics Championship scheduled for next month after suffering a thigh injury. The 18-year-old was injured during the 100 meters event at the Kip Kilo Classic Continental Tour meeting in Kenya last Saturday, pulling up and failing to finish the race, which was won by Jamaica's Shelley Ann Fraser Prize. Despite the unfortunate groin injury, her coach Hank Botha remains undeterred. Uh, for now, I, we need to do a lot of planning and structures and everything to see what we're going to plan now because our tickets was for Dawa. We need to change our tickets to return to South Africa to get to our um, team physio to see if we can get her into rehab as quick as possible. Um, yeah, that is basically what's going on. And uh, we are um, positive and Christine is positive. Uh, and in good spirit, and we are sure that we're going to see the champ uh, as soon as possible back on the track. In netball, the semifinals and finals of the East African Netball Club Championships will be played this weekend in Kampala, Uganda. Nine teams are participating from Uganda, Zanzibar and Tanzania. National Insurance Corporation of Uganda progressed into the semifinals as Group A leaders after beating local rivals Uganda Prisons Netball Club by 49 to 44 goals. Despite the loss, Uganda Prisons Netball Club progressed into the semifinals. Previous Kane, who plays for National Insurance Corporation, is confident our team will make it into the finals. We have to work hard for the finals and the semi-finals because semi-finals and the finals, they're also not easy for us. So we have to work hard for it. We have to get ready for that games. And finally, ahead of the Commonwealth Games, eight swimmers have been selected by the Kenya Swimming Federation to represent the country at the game. These swimmers were selected after the long course national swimming championships that were staged at the Kasarani Stadium last week. The Kenya Swimming Federation hopes to send the eight selected swimmers to Birmingham, but the number may be reduced depending on Kenya's allocation for the games. Thanks, Samson. That's Samson O'Malle with another extra spicy African sports package. Side of sports on the Voice of America. Prince Nesta had a chance to talk with a coach at an elite basketball academy in Kenya. Here's Prince. I'm joined right now by Zedekayo Tieno, head coach Vikapu Elite Basketball Academy, an academy which basically seeks to empower Kenyan talent uh, by providing them with basketball skills. Uh, welcome to the program, Zedekayo. 
Thank you very much, Nestor. I'm glad to be here. Could you tell us a little bit about what this is all about and what type of players you actually nurture and prepare? Yeah, so growing up, uh, I didn't have mentors. I didn't have like people to lead me and guide me and teach me the correct uh, techniques or mechanics of just playing the sport. So having played the game uh, for a long time, I decided to shift focus uh, into, into coaching. So I started coaching was around 15 years. Uh, so I was just playing and coaching, playing and coaching. Then six years ago, I decided to start a, my own program. Uh, so I co-founded it uh, with a lady uh, called Cynthia. Then Cynthia left, then came in Grace. So we are now co-partners at uh, Vicapo Elite Basketball Academy. Uh, this is a premium basketball uh, program where kids uh, pay to get trained basketball. Uh, so far, we have 70 kids in the program. We try to ensure that uh, we give them uh, the best uh, quality. Uh, we have a curriculum for them. Uh, we organize tournaments, we organize trips, both locally and internationally. We do camps for them. So we just try to ensure that we give them a holistic uh, approach when it comes to the game of basketball. And um, this is so, so important because also we're using sports as a tool uh, to just teach uh, basic life skills at the same time use sports as a tool uh, for life-changing because uh, the spaces that we are creating uh, with the basketball courts and everything are turning out to be safe spaces. Uh, remember, we're in a community whereby there's a lot of neglect. There is a lot of uh, parental uh, or parents being away for long. So majority of these kids uh, need a place whereby they can run. They can get all that energy. They can get somebody to speak to. And uh, we are seeing a very, very positive change in terms of like uh, depression levels going down, less use of drugs and substance abuse. So it's a holistic approach uh, that we are trying to use sports as a tool to make a difference in so many uh, kids' or children's lives. That's really wonderful. And thank you very much for, you know, um, playing a part in terms of growing basketball in the country. You know, some of these kids someday are going to feature in the NBA, you know, Basketball African League tournament, which has been, you know, ongoing. As you've rightfully mentioned, there are lots of players are coming from other parts of the world, are basically taking part in the tournament. And here at Voice of America, Sunny Young and I have been providing coverage to our Voice of America listeners during the Sahara and Nile conferences and, you know, last year during the Kigali conference. And so I would like to ask you, Kenya hasn't really sent a team to the ongoing Basketball African League. What do you think it will take for them to do so? Because I saw South Sudan sent a team for the first time and, you know, Kenya is lagging behind. First and foremost, uh, Kenya sent a team uh, in the Basketball African League but uh, we've always lost uh, in the qualification stages. So we have never gone to the maybe final 12, final eight, or, uh, because remember the first time it was uh, Kenya Post Authority, KPA, uh, they were late, they gave a walkover, they could not proceed because of the walkover. Uh, this time round it was Ulinzi. They played the first tournament, uh, which they lost uh, in South Africa. Um, now, uh, for us to get to the level of some of these uh, giants, uh, because if you look at uh, U.S. Monastery, if you look at A.S. Sale, if you look at Zamalek, if you look at Pedro de Luanda, if you look at um, Fukash, 
these are teams that are, even if you look like Tigers of, 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 of South Africa, these are teams that um, are putting a mark in the continent. They're making a very, very big difference. So back here, we need to invest. Uh, and by invest, I mean both financially, both talent-wise, and uh, both infrastructure. Because we need infrastructures that can sustain uh, the development of that talent. Because no matter how experienced you are, you always still need to develop, you always still need to grow. So we need uh, infrastructure, we need gyms, uh, we need equipment, uh, we need coaches to be empowered, to be uh, trained so that they can get to that high level. That's Zedekiah Otieno, the founder of Vikapu Elite Basketball Academy in Kenya. And Zedekiah spoke with Prince Nesta from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm VOA Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. In pro boxing, former world champion Floyd Mayweather will fight in an exhibition bout on Saturday in Dubai, the United Arab Emirates. VOA's Gwen Uten has a preview for us. Sporty greetings, Gwen. Sporty greetings, Sonny. On Saturday, 45-year-old boxing great Floyd Mayweather will return to the ring in Dubai for his third exhibition fight since his retirement. The bout will take place high in the sky on the helipad of Borsh Al Arab Hotel, the most famous hotel in the United Arab Emirates and frequently called the most luxurious in the world. And ahead of the match, Mayweather spoke to reporters at Dubai Sports Council and guaranteed this weekend's fight will be a beautiful event. You know, this is such a great event. So many beautiful people. It's going to be a beautiful event, great turnout, and I'm just happy. You know, I've been here so many times. Just being able to travel the world and embrace, and people embrace me with open arms from Africa to Japan to Brazil, just traveling the world and, you know, from the sport of boxing has been truly great. Mayweather retired from professional boxing in 2017 undefeated with 50 consecutive wins. But a year later, he was back in the ring to face kickboxer Tenshin Nasukawa in an exhibition fight in Japan. Mayweather ended that match with a TKO in the first round. Then in 2021, Mayweather fought YouTube personality Logan Paul in an exhibition bout dubbed bragging rights. And now he's set to face former pro boxer Don Moore, who also boasts an unblemished record with 18 victories and no defeats. The two men have sparred each other countless times, but Mayweather believes his number of victories will give him the advantage. There's a a major difference between um, boxing inside the boxing gym and boxing under the lights. Because, you know, when I'm at the boxing gym, a lot of times you have guys um, that can do great in a boxing gym but don't do great under the lights and vice versa. That's how, that's how it works. But Don is a hell of a fighter. He's undefeated for a reason like myself. He hasn't had as many fights as I've had. Don Moore competed from 1999 to 2016 and was trained by Floyd's late uncle, Roger Mayweather. And Moore says he's armed with the blueprint on how to defeat his upcoming opponent. I have great talent, 
Floyd has great talent. We're both undefeated fighters. Um, I've been in the ring with him before numerous times, and I have the blueprint that nobody's seen before. The exhibition bout also marks the return of Brazilian-American mixed martial artist and boxer Anderson Silva, who is back for a third time since retiring in 2020. Silva's boxing tenure ended with a disappointing three consecutive losses, but he still remains one of the greatest top five competitors in the history of mixed martial arts. Exhibition bouts have been a very lucrative business for Mayweather, and he's showing no signs of slowing down with plans already in the works to box again in Japan. We, we don't know. I'm pretty sure that um, hopefully we can do we can do business again because I still have um, after this, um, I look forward to doing another exhibition in um, Japan. Then I got another exhibition after that, um, probably in probably in Dubai again. So if they want to be a part of uh, be a part of my exhibition again and work with me. Um, I feel like I feel we can do it. I feel it's, it's a great opportunity for both for us to work together as a team. Absolutely. Earlier this week, Mayweather landed in the Nigerian capital Abuja to meet with organizers of the Dubai exhibition and to greet boxing fans and journalists in the country. The former world champion said his visit was to promote the sport of boxing in Africa and hopefully one day find the next Floyd Mayweather from Nigeria. And that is all from me, Sonny. Back over to you. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Gwen. And you have a good weekend, too. And that wraps up the May 13th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in and have a nice weekend. I'm VOA's Sunny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports. <laughs>